You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Anxiety is worry. Worry. You worry about, you're worried about something or somebody. And one of the sad things uh, about allowing yourself to be overwhelmed by anxiety is that often you fail to just realize that the situation is bigger than you. Your heart, all out of control, being fast and so forth because you're worried about something or somebody and you don't have the capacity to change the situation. And and so it's just a waste. Why be overwhelmed about something you don't have the capacity to change? You can't change. So just pray about it. I said just pray about it. Time to be mature. Don't allow, don't allow what's going on to, to cause you to get in a place the Lord does not want you to to be in. Because anxiety can disrupt your peace. I said worry can disrupt your serenity. Take away your calmness. And you have to understand that when it comes to anxiety taking away your peace, it will put you in a place of disorder or confusion. Theologically, when you're in such a place, it says God is not there with you. He is not orchestrating what's going on. 1 Corinthians 14, uh, and I believe is 40, or 33. I get those two verses mixed up. But it says God is not the author of confusion. He's not the author of confusion. He, he, he is not going to be with you when you are allowing what you see, what you feel, or what is presently taking place to cause you to enter into a place or a seat of disorder. Oh, he's not going to be there with you. He, he, he is not in it. Your flesh 
started it or you allow demons to push you into a state of confusion. But peace also represents or refers to prosperity. And if my peace has been disrupted, I'm going to miss out on my prosperity. I'm going to miss out on what God wishes for me. Third John 2, beloved, I wish or pray above all that you'd prosper and be in health even as your soul does prosper. And, and uh, no matter what I say as your preacher, you're not going to receive it if you're in a place of disorder. And if you don't receive from your preacher, you're not going to prosper the way God wants you to. Oh, 2 Chronicles 20 and 20, last sentence. Believe the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. But if you're in a state of confusion, you're not going to receive preaching. That, that, you, you'll be to the point to where church don't mean nothing to you. Church, church ain't important to me. I don't, I don't need to go to church. I can just stay at home. Why? Because you're in such a bad state to where you're not concerned about growing or receiving what God has ordained for you to have. See, God's prosperity is bigger than money. God makes sure that his word causes us to be productive in every aspect of our life. You can't receive God's word and not be a better person on your job. You can't receive his word and not be a better person at home. You can't receive his word and not experience better when it comes to material things. When it comes to your health, you're going to be better. I don't care what's attacking you, you're going to be better. Simply because of his, his word. His word is going to cause you to prosper. But if you're not believing the prophet, because what, the, what is the prophet of God going to do? Going to speak the mind of God. Going to give you your rhema. But if you're in a state of confusion, if you have allowed word to take it, I can just preach. And you're not going to allow that word to get in your heart. And David let us know the importance of allowing the word to get in our heart. Remember what he said? Lord, your word have I hid in my heart. And then he tells us why. That I might not sin against you. Lord, I don't want to enter into a state of death or ruin. So I'm going to put your word in my heart. For the wages of sin is. If I don't hide that word in my heart. I'll die. I'll sin against you. Ain't got time to be dealing with no ruin. It's too much that I need God to do in the form of prosperity. If you're with me, tell somebody I'm with the preacher on that. 
I don't need no ruin and ruin popping up. Don't need no ruin showing up. Got too much going on. And so, we have to consider what our text tells us. Specifically, the first clause. Let's, let's look at it again. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. If it's in my heart, which is a reference, especially from a biblical standpoint to my mind, I'm going to be depressed. And I don't care how many pills your doctor gives you to try to stop you from being depressed. It's not going to happen because of this word right here. Anxiety in the heart. Help me. You're going to be depressed. If you allow worry to get in your mind, your feelings, your choices, you're going to be depressed. And when you're depressed, one word defines depressed, unhappy. Unhappy. I don't like being around unhappy folk. I didn't say I didn't like you. I do like you. But when you get in that state of unhappiness and always talking about this, that, and the other, I'm going to leave. Look at somebody and say, preacher, I ain't smiling. He's serious. <laughs> see, see, depressed folk want you to be their garbage can. They want to pour out all of their foolishness on you. Man, ain't nothing going right. You don't have a mind to know everything. So how, how can you say that nothing is going right? You, you, ain't, you, you ain't looking the way you need to look. Man, ain't nothing going right for me. No, you ain't looking the way you need to look. Most folk who say dumb stuff like that, they are, they are considering one thing that they're presently going through. They don't even recognize the benefits despite what they're going through. God is so good to where even though you go through trials in life, 
He done promised, I'm not going to put no more on you than you can bear. And then David let us know he loads us down with benefits. That, that's even when you go through trouble. But when you start talking talk like, ain't nothing going right for me. Every time I spend a nickel, I'm going to need a dime. I'm just a nobody trying to tell somebody. But nobody don't tell me nothing. Say to your neighbor, I don't like being around depressed or unhappy folk. Because spirits can transfer. And see, see, depressed folk will leave here and say, I heard what the preacher said. But he don't understand what I'm going through. I don't need to understand what you're going through. I just need to let you know what does says God who does understand what you're going through. He knows everything. This too grown up for y'all. I mean pe people will get angry when they are depressed. And they won't accept blame. They always try to place blame on other folk. I've had folks that were depressed tell me, well, you know, I just don't think I'm going to be able to come to the church because it just seemed like ain't nobody treat me with love. And uh, I used to say, look, that if, if, if that's true, we'll just try to get it right and so forth. But now, you know what I tell them? Bye. <laughs> we'll see you. Because if you that crazy to think you got a house full of saved folk and ain't nobody showing you no love, You don't. You in the wrong place. You got to be in the wrong place. Ain't no need in staying there. Bye. I know y'all look at me like that's mean. No, that's true. That's true. You've been helping folk, and then all of a sudden they tell you, "Don't seem like nobody want to help me." Well, yeah, I tell you one thing. Since you feel that way, you ain't got to worry about me helping you no more. Anxiety in the heart causes depression. And unhappy folks will get the saying stuff they have no business saying. I got to move on, but tell your neighbor, don't you get involved with no depressed person. Because they're looking for somebody to have a pity party with them. Ever since my mama died, it just seemed like, look, my mama, my daddy, my brother, God, but I'm still happy. 
Quit trying to blame your unhappiness on somebody's demise. It's once appointed. Folk gone die. But you don't have to allow it to control your life. Grieve, but don't allow it to control your life. Boy, this for mature folk right here. Y'all will get mad and put up y'all finger and walk out on me. I don't, I don't need y'all walking out on me this morning now. <laughs> I got to show you a couple scriptures. Lord have mercy. To back up what I've been saying, I, I, I got to go to a couple of things. Y'all stay with me. Let's go to Job 5. Job chapter 5. Lord have mercy. I want y'all to think I'm an angry preacher this morning. But just based upon the text, you, you have to deal with it a certain way. I hope you understand that. Job 5 and 17. Behold. Oh, y'all still turning. When you get there, say, preacher, I finally got that. All right. Behold, happy is the man or woman whom God, what? Unhappy people don't want to be correct. Happy is the person whom God corrects. And most of the time, God will correct you indirectly. He'll use somebody, especially his pastor, to give you a word. Happy folks don't have a problem with correction. Man, I knew I wouldn't get in the head for some reason. On Lord, have mercy. Thank you for letting me know I've been robbing God. So I can correct that thing and see them windows open up and blessings come out. But when you're depressed or unhappy, you get mad at the word. You get mad. You get so mad, you get up from your seat, walk out the church. It's my last time at that church. I'm going to do what the Bible say. I'm going to dust. But see, you can't dust when you leave for the wrong reason. When the apostles or disciples gave folk the word and folk didn't receive the word didn't want the word that's when that that's when the lord told them to dust their feet and have a testimony against those that would not receive you have to love being correct because it makes you better it makes you grow you have to love being corrected and, and don't be too proud to receive correction. Years ago, I was older than Brother Randy Jones, but, but Brother Randy said, look, the best way to buff a car is, is like, or to wax a car is just like this. I was out there half waxing my Nova. 
had a 74. No, it was clean as a whistle to me. And I wanted to put a little wax on that. Brother Randy said, look, the way you put that wax on, now that's not the way you should put it on there. And I'm just like, I'm older than this boy. Wasn't about a year or two older, but yet and still I was older than and so he put that wax on there, and then he, took, he let it sit for a minute, and then he took that rag and wiped it off. I said, God, God, this boy right. <laughs> and that's how I started waxing a car. But he corrected me, but the correction made me better. I said it made me better. And see, that's what God does. He will give you a word. It might step on three, four toes, maybe even ten, all your toes, but it'll make you better. I said, it'll make you better. I like to tell folk, the word get me first. Don't, don't think that the preacher is just trying to hit you. The word get the preacher first. But look at this verse one more time, and then we're going to Psalm 42. Job 5 and 17. Behold, happy is the man whom God, what? But an unhappy person does not want to be correct. Let's go to Psalm 42. Y'all stay with me. Psalm 42, verse 5. Why are you cast down? Oh, my soul. He talking to himself. Yeah. How many ever talk to yourself? Yeah. Don't do it in public too much, cause, but, but you do need to talk to yourself. Why are you cast down, oh, my soul? And why are you, notice this, disquieted within me? The implication in reference to being disquieted is unhappiness, depression. Something is going on. But I love how the writer shifts and starts encouraging himself. Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help. Of his countenance. Now I got to flip this. People who are depressed. That do not want to be corrected by God. Live in a state of hopelessness. They have no hope. They have no hope. They live in a state of no expectation. Don't expect it to get better. Why? Because they are primarily looking at what is before them instead of trusting what God said he encouraged himself get this to hope I said he encouraged himself to 
See, sometimes you go through battles, and it can be a battle to where depression is trying to consume you. But in the midst of your unhappiness or your battling unhappiness, you have to learn to trust yourself by yielding totally to God and telling him not just to help you, but expecting him to do it. Will he help you? According to Psalm 46 and 1. What does the Bible say? He is a present help. When? In time of trouble. In time of trouble. He'll help you. How many have ever been battling something and then you ask God for help and he help you? And, and sometimes God helps you right away. If he wants you to go through something, he'll allow you to go through it. But in the midst of going through the process, he'll yet be helping you. Y'all still good? Okay. Let's go back to Proverbs 20. Well, to Proverbs 12 and 25. Let's go back. Notice again, anxiety in the heart of man causes what? I'm going to say something, and I'm going to take you to the scripture, to a scripture, to verify it. But I want you to really understand this. Some people are depressed because they have not properly Set their heart. Their mind is not set in the place it needs to be. Now I got to give you scripture. Let's go to Psalm 78. Psalm 78, and I'm going to deal with this for a minute. Psalm 78 and 8. If y'all ever think I'm being tough, this is, this is one good scripture you need to go to. This is what David of the psalmist said. Psalm says a psalm by Asaph, but I, I yet believe it's by David. But notice what he said. He says, and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation. Woo, good God. Would y'all leave the church if I said you're stubborn and rebellious? Not if it's true. But, it, but again, he says, a stubborn and rebellious generation. But then this is what I want you to get. A generation that did not Set is hard. How? And a right means correctly. Let me tell you something. How important it is to set your heart correctly. 
You see this, this little thing right here? A watch. Whether it's a watch you put on your, on your arm, around your wrist, or whether it's one you have at the house. You always set it for a purpose. That alarm clock, you set it because you don't want to be late for work or for some appointment. It's always a purpose why you set something in reference to a watch or a clock. Always a purpose. Why, why. And, and this is the thing. You don't only set it with purpose in mind, but you make it your business. When that alarm goes off, you may twist for a minute, but in your mind, you know, I got to get up. I got to get up. That alarm I went off. And some of, get, some, some, some of you have them, those alarms that it'll, it'll warn you five minutes before the actual time. So you'll be like, I got five more minutes. <laughs> mm. I'm going to take two now. Or I'm going to take two more. But you get up. Why? Because you know you set it for a purpose. And you start walking in accordance to the reason that you set it. That's how you have to do your art. You have to set your mind on something. And then you have to make it your business to act accordingly. Some folks don't set it. They don't set their heart. Folks that don't set a clock late for work and sooner or later they're going to get fired. Sooner or later they're going to lose something valuable. The Bible tells us you don't work. You ain't got no business eating or being productive. It's different if you got a pile of money, you ain't got the clock in or clock out. But if you don't, you're going to lose something valuable. You're going to lose what you need that provides your sustenance. You have to set your heart or your mind properly. Lord, my mind is, is, is going to be to make my business the best it can be. And get this. You got to do that even when you don't feel like working on a day that you need to work. I'm going to be the best praise team singer that I can be. That means you're going to start out in the morning because you know folk going to be watching you and you're going to make sure your clothes are.
You're going to look at the shoes you done plan on wearing, and you're going to get you some of that kiwi because you know they dirty, and you're going to put, you gonna put <laughs> some polish on them shoes, or you're going to get one of them quick wipes. And you're going to take one of them quick wipes, and even if you got on your shoe, you're going to take that quick wipe and say, let me just wipe it off, and then you're going to... Why? Because you want to make sure you're proper. You want to make sure that you're proper. You're the way you need to be. And if you know that you're going to be leading the song that morning, before you even come to the church, you're going to be in that mirror and you're going to be singing. Checking out your lips. I was hoping women would have just said, he right now. <laughs> women will stay in the mirror longer, longer than they'll stay in the bathtub. <laughs> women ought to quit. Why? You want to be proper. You done got out the bathtub. And... But then you in front of the mirror longer, longer than you done took a bath. Why? You want it. You want yourself to be proper. And you can tell too. Brother, look around you. There's some good looking women in here. But you'll be surprised all at the <laughs> They did in, that, in front of that mirror to get the way they are right now. Oh, it ain't, you don't just think they just put on stuff and they just came here. No. Say, so you have to set your heart right. And you have to know that it's set right. You have to know that it's set right. And you have to make up in your mind you're going, you're going to stay. In your purpose. You're going to do it until you fulfill. Exactly what you purpose. To do. You can't quit. You can't quit until you have done exactly what you purpose to do. Even when it hurts. I said even when it hurts. Sometime in order to feel your purpose. It, it's going to be challenging. People are going to try to stop you. They're going to be against you, but you got to continue until you fulfill your purpose. But you got to set your heart or your mind aright. It's got to be right. Y'all okay? I'm going to deal with the last clause and I'm going to be done. Let's go back to Proverbs 12 and 25. Y'all stay with me. Again, he says, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. But then he, he, flips, he flips it and says, but a, good, but a good word makes it or the heart glad. I like having a glad heart. I like knowing that I made the right decision. 
even when it's in contrast to what somebody says I need to do. That, get this, that may be an expert in reference to what's taking place. Doc, I hear what you said, and I know you're an expert in that field, but the Holy Spirit is telling me something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, me, let me explain something to you, Mr. Finance Officer. I understand that you done went in there, you done ran um, a credit report, and Equifax untold you that, that because of how low it is, there's no way you can give me the money. But let me tell you something. I appreciate you telling me what it says and you telling me to come back in year and a half or uh, year and six months, and I'll be able to do it. But see, God told me. That he was going to bless me with this now. It's my season to get it now. And if I wait a year and a half, I, I will be looking at your cease. Which means that I'm trusting you more than I trust God. And let me just drop something on you. And I know you're a professional. I'm not trying to insult you. But God has the final say. And if you don't believe me, when I get this thing before the week is over, I'll come back by and let you see. You understand what I'm saying? You have to make sure that you allow what God has told you or his word to have the final say. A good Word makes the heart happy. It makes it glad. And that's what I want. I want to have a glad heart even when I'm going through trouble. I want to be happy. E even when I try to do and, and, and I'm not able to do what I really want to do, I still want to be happy. Even when I really want something to happen, but it does not happen on the particular day that I want it to happen, I want to walk away from that happy. And, and when you're happy, you start speaking positive or optimistic despite what has happened, despite what you see, or despite what your feelings are trying to preach to you. How many know your feelings are preached to you? They'll, they'll try to tell you what's going on and, and try to make you submit to what's happening in reference to what they're saying. But you got to put yourself, your feelings, your flesh under subjection and allow God's word to be first. Preach to somebody, God's word should always be first. Say that to one more person, God's word. Should always be first. It should always be first. No matter what is going on in your life. You should always put the word first. Why is the word so important? Especially the word that comes from a pastor. Because a word that comes from a shepherd is a word that gives you two of the most valuable things you need from God. Knowledge and understanding. 
Jeremiah 3 and 15 says, and I will give you shepherds according to my heart, God's heart, who will feed you with two things, knowledge and understanding. See, it's some folks that, that, ought, that think that what they say because they are professional, you should automatically accept it. You got to be ready for folk like that. You got to know when, when folks try to feed you something, whether it's in line with the word or whether it's in contrast to the word. And you got to have in you, let every man be a liar. But let God be what? Good God, that's good preach. Preach to somebody, you got to let every man be a liar. And God be. That means yourself. It's got to start with you. God done told you he wants you to prosper and you run through some, some bumps in the road and it seemed like your prosperity ain't coming and you get to trying to talk negative. Preach to yourself. Tell Barry he wrong. Tell Barry he looking at the wrong thing. Tell Barry he need to get his act together. Heaven and earth shall pass, but not God's word. Heaven and earth shall pass, but not God's word. Not just what's written in the 66 books, but his revealed word. I don't care how bad it is for you. If you believe it's a season of better, that's what you ought to be talking. Man, it didn't work out, but my better here. My better is here. Man, it didn't turn out the way I was expecting it to turn out. But my better is here. God done gave me my rainbow. Better is here and better is coming. God done gave me my rainbow. Bigger things are going to happen for me. God done gave me my rainbow. You know what? You know one thing I love? When, when bad happens, I, I can preach to myself and get happy in the midst of bad. Y'all had never did that before. That's the reason that didn't excite y'all when I said it. Have you ever preached to yourself in a bad situation and you felt better? They don't understand it right here, but I'm glad y'all understand. It'll make you dance. Woo! You're going through trouble and seem like trouble ain't going nowhere, but you don't preach to yourself and it'll make you In the midst of something telling you that it ain't going to happen or it ain't going to work out. You can say in the midst of all that chaos. Can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do me like Jesus. You can never allow bad to have the final say. I said you can never allow bad to have the final say. A good word makes the heart glad. That means you should be a happy person. But I'm happy when I, when I get to church. Reverend Walker, he always seemed to encourage me. Yeah, Reverend Walker, he, just, he, he, he let that word go and it just do, it just do something for me. But see, Reverend Walker ain't going to be with you on Monday. Wednesday evening, Thursday, at noontime, 
you got to learn to preach to yourself. I said, you got to learn to preach to yourself. You got to learn to make yourself happy. David was in a situation to where all of his men wanted him dead. They were mad at him. And, and get this, the preacher was with them. But seemingly, when, when you read the text, it was as if the preacher was on the side of the folk that was upset with David. So what David did, he asked the preacher to let him have his epaulet, his praying garment. And so he put on that epaulet and he went to praying to God and asking God, what do I need to do? And he got to encouraging himself in the midst of praying. And the Bible specifically says that. It says, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. And he jumped up and he got to preaching to angry folk. He told him, he said, God said if we get up and we start pursuing the enemy, that, that we would definitely come up against them and we would overtake them and we would receive everything and everybody back plus. And David was so purpose in mind to, to go and get what the enemy had stole from him was so purpose in mind to walk in what God had promised him to where they ran their horses hard. And, and the horses didn't just get tired. Folks that were on the horses got tired. And said, David, we can't go no further. And so David continued to pursue the enemy that outnumbered him with less folk but just as sure as we are here on a Sunday morning he ran up on the enemy defeated the enemy and got back all of his stuff plus stuff they had took from other folk you better tell somebody can't nobody do you like Jesus you better tell one more person can't nobody do you like Jesus. And on that note, I'm done. Let's give God a big hand of praise. Woo! I said let's give our God a big, big hand of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. A good word makes the heart you got to stay happy. You got to stay happy. 